Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, quote the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by my Quizzlemania tag team champion buddy, the host of Quizzlemania Tomorrow Night X7, and the guy who's definitely got my back because I've got his. A Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you, mate? I'm doing okay, thanks. I'm, I'm just looking forward to defending my Quizzlemania championship tomorrow. I, I mean, I think to clarify, you're not defending your Quizzlemania championship, though, are you? Because Sean... It won't be much the, of a defence, yeah. I know it's going to be a rout. Well, well, Sean's the champion. You're you're the tag team champions with me. I'm the tag team champions, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it. Is, I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't wait. But not defending that tomorrow. Anyway, but yes, Quizzlemania is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Mm. Calling it right down the middle, of course, uh, which I'm very oh, yeah. much looking forward to. Hey, Luke, this one's for you. Air wink for uh, podcast listeners. <laughs> right down the middle. Air wink. Yeah. Air wink. Uh, yes. Air wink. Yeah. <laughs> Still right down the middle. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. Um, should we get into the show itself? Because... What a controversial topic we have got to broach here. Mm. Because according to the internet, Keith Lee was buried on Raw last night, buried mm. deep beneath the earth in his Raw debut. Um, some people think that he's been botched beyond repair. So let's dive into the actual show and see what we think. Here it is. As was advertised on SummerSlam, we got the debut of Keith 
Lee, the guy who lost the NXT Championship on Saturday night at NXT TakeOver XXX to Karrion Cross, seems like he was just a bit of a transitional champion, really. Only had the belt for just over a month, but now he's on Raw. It's after SummerSlam. It's like the start of a new season for WWE. And how did Keith Lee debut? He debuted in a segment with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. He was put in right at the top, in my opinion. And I've got a low bar for NXT call-ups. We all should have a low bar for NXT call-ups. Yes, his name... No, his name wasn't changed. That was just, that was just yep. muscle memory for when I talk about mm-hmm. NXT call-ups. Oh, yeah. His music was changed. His ring attire was changed. And that might have... I think people are focusing on that too much. Because I, yeah. I saw it happen. I was like, you know, I watched the episode of Raw and I was so happy for Keith Lee. I was really excited for him. And it wasn't a perfect call up, but very, very few are <laughs> when it's WWE. This was him, like I said, feud with Randy Orton, getting a pay-per-view match at Sunday with Randy Orton. He's in the mix of the WWE Championship picture, in my opinion, right now. Commentary put him over like a million bucks. This this is, this is, fills me with optimism. And yeah. I get online, and the general reaction, and the reaction on my Raw review that went up at one o'clock, is all stuff like, Keith Lee was buried. Oh, yeah. Yeah botched already like it was i was quite stunned by it because i i you know i watched it this morning and i was like oh god they changed this music that music's very generic and mm. very very rubbish oh no he's, he's not wearing like his keith lee gear either because i guess vince Mc... oh, we'll get into the gear in a minute and the, and the reason as to why i think that they have changed it but at the end of it i was like man keith lee is in the mix with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre at the moment, this is what we've been asking for from NXT call-ups since Kevin Owens, really. Like, I don't think they have done a really successful NXT call-up to this degree, like since Owens, like when you debut someone and instantly make them feel like a star. Because Andrade didn't feel like a star when he came up. Rude didn't feel like a star. Ricochet hasn't felt like a star. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. He was Dolph Ziggler's second. And when he wasn't Dolph Ziggler second, he was just Baron Corbin second or Braun Strowman's second. Like he was not a star when he came up to the main roster. Keith Lee's been brought up and they're like, and he's now feuding with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. It's like, well, a WWE champion Drew McIntyre. And if you saw the SummerSlam stream that we did yesterday, I did have a very cynical approach that he was going to come out and just do a squash match, and we'll see those for the next three weeks. Then he'll take some time off, just like the Viking Raiders. Then he'll come back, and he'll do another three weeks, this, that, and the other. I had incredibly low expectations for this. And while it was not perfect, it was far from perfect, because we can say a lot about the match that he had as well. There's so much upside to this that I think it's impossible to say that Keith Lee was buried on this show. I think it is actually impossible to say that they botched it. It's not perfect, but to say that he was buried is ludicrous to me. Yeah, I think buried gets thrown around a lot as a bit of hyperbole. It's kind of like you don't really know how you feel yet, um, but it wasn't exactly as you had it pictured. Therefore, your favorite has been buried or it's been botched. And, and you know, what we, we do that sometimes too, because we get so invested in things. It, it comes from a place of passion. We're not like saying that like sort of 
devaluing uh, people's opinion who who think this. I'm sure there's plenty of people in the in the chat as well. But it's just like, and and maybe we maybe our big fault is that our expectations are so low with this sort of stuff. W like you said, WWE haven't done a good one since Kevin Owens. When was that? Yeah. 2016, 2015. The other one I, I suppose you could make the argument for is Balor <laughs> because they did, you know, they strapped the title to him as yeah. soon as he came up, basically. So he's probably the other one that you could say. Yeah, initially that was that was correct. Um, the I I would say it's but we we don't know how this is going to unfold because this was a good first week. It wasn't a perfect first week, but it was a good first week. Where he's at after Sunday in particular, because if he loses to Orton a payback and it's not a killer angle as why, I there's there's that's troubling there. Um, but let's see where we're at after three weeks before we say buried. This isn't a Viking experience. I still stand by calling the Viking Raiders the Viking experience really like hindered them from the get-go what happened after that however was just booking and management's portrayal and they changed the, the name as well um sometimes it's just change rather than something bad uh so jury's out but definitely on this first outing i consider this th that keith lee's massively over and like I, I mean, it's hard to say if we can say that he's over because there's no. I mean, they're piping in the crowd reaction. So like the fake noise told me that he's over, but I suppose we <laughs> have no real way of of knowing. But like, I just think that for me, what, watching this show, I thought, okay, he's got this match with Randy Orton this weekend. I can see it going one of two ways. I talk about this in the prediction show that we've got coming out later today. I can see it going one of two ways. He loses to Randy Orton via Drew McIntyre distraction or what have you. Or Drew McIntyre causes a DQ. Mm. Either way, my big prediction is that the Clash of Champions main event, for the, at least the WWE Championship picture, is a triple threat of Drew, Randy, and Keith. Bearing in mind that Keith's promo after Drew was taken off was like, look, he's my friend. We're really good friends. You know, they very much peppered that throughout the show. It's like, it's, it's Drew's good friend, Keith Lee. But he's like, he's my friend but I don't need him interfering in my matches, which beautifully mm. sets up something to happen at Payback, where Drew can come out still pissed with, pissed, you know, full of piss and vinegar at Randy Orton for sending him to a local medical facility, and that interference causes Keith to, to take a loss. I don't think, as long as there's some like protection around Keith Lee taking a loss against Randy Orton, I don't think that's a bad move either, especially if you can build off the back of it with something else. Like, Keith looked great in the sort of five minute match he had with randy because randy was like bumping all over the show for him well that's let's go through what actually happened drew mcintyre came out of the start of the show cut a promo about how he beat the greatest wrestler in the world right that makes him the greatest wrestler offered orton a rematch out of pity or whatever and then he walks up he gets attacked by randy orton randy orton hits a cup like two punts uh go to ad break come back and drew's stumbling around so like the punt has been so devalued. If you want to talk about a buried a burial recently, HBK last week and Drew here, the punt yeah. one one should be enough to take you out. But we got three punts on this show, which was enough to send Drew to hospital. And of course, the Shawn Michaels stuff last week. So Orton comes out later on to explain this. And you've been having video packages hyping Keith Lee's debut before this and the commentary talking about it, which makes it feel like a big deal. This isn't just something that was thrown in there. 
and Keith Lee interrupts Randy Orton. And I was like, as soon as Keith Lee came out, because I didn't expect it. I was expecting just, here is the NXT call-up. Here is the token match of squash. Uh, Enjoy, Thunderdome. (laughs) And it it was him coming right out. The top heel in the company. You know, I don't, I guess Roman Reigns is the top heel in the company. <laughs> but Randy Orton is the top heel in the company. And arguably, because of a very limited roster, the company's biggest mainstream star. Mm-hmm. And we, we criticize WWE, that mentality that they got the rub, right? Doesn't matter. They lost. They got the rub. You look, on this on, you look at this on paper. Keith Lee did, in fact, come in and lose his first match to Randy Orton in five minutes on an episode of Raw. But stuff on paper is not how it unfolds in practice. Like Luke said, they have a match later on, which, you know, in a better world would have been next week because that was something I was really excited about. I think you should, that would have felt better if you hold it off. But they've got to build towards payback. Can I I, I stop you there? Sorry. Uh, Will you guys stop saying that Roman is a heel? It makes you look very silly. Yes, that was was definitely serious when I said that. And... they, they have this match, five-minute match. Commentary are putting over Keith. And Rand, like you said, Randy's putting over Keith. There's a spot where Rand, where Keith Lee catches Randy Orton's punch and just sort of crushes it in front of him. And Randy's selling it like, oh, my God. You know, this is meant to be one of the most protected guys in the company. Yeah. Having a punch court. That's a and huge you, deal. And you've got the commentary like falling over themselves to mm. put him over and just be like, have you ever seen anyone this strong? Have you ever seen this? Samoa Joe was doing everything possible. He like when they says like you know, he was coming out to the ring, they're like, Oh, he's one of the most athletic men for his size. And Samoa Joe's like, No, not just for his size. He's one of the most athletic men, period. He like the commentary were doing so much to to mm. put this guy over. Yeah. And Look, so this is where we sort of, I guess the criticisms can come into. He's got different music. that That's just very annoying because his music in NXT was great. He was singing it or rapping it rather, which, you know, makes it a really cool way to get over his character immediately. That's what entrance music's meant to do. That's a definite negative. Mm-hmm. His ring attire is different. Like I, On impulse, I think it's bad because... He's looking NXT, just the trunks. He's got such a unique look. And what's happened here is, I think we can all realize, unless you're a comedy character, if you don't have the, the right, the right in air quotes, physique that Vince McMahon wants to put on TV, which is the Drew McIntyre physique, then you will get covered up. So this yeah. is, you know, this is essentially a bit of fat shaming, right? It's uh, 100%, yeah. So Keith Lee has got baggy gym shorts on. You you lose the shape of those impressive muscular thighs. Look at the pistons. If Taz was there, he'd be going crazy for those pistons. <laughs> and then on top of that, which I, I think it looks a bit rubbish, is this sleeveless vest. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, really. It's like there's... And people might be saying that you're reading too much into this, but there is a track record of this, of... Vince does not like you know, Husky Harris. His, the Huskers, the pig boy as a character in the Firefly Funhouse is based around the fact that Vince McMahon thought that, that Bray Wyatt was too fat to be on TV basically, and was told to go and lose weight. He, the, the WWE via Vince McMahon did a fat shaming storyline for Mickey James. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Like, and it's not just Bray Wyatt. Um, Big Damo, when he came up as part of Sanity, the first thing they did was put a top on him because Vince doesn't like that body type. Mm. Roman Reigns. There's a reason why Roman Reigns wears a vest and he wears the flak jacket. It's because he doesn't have a six pack. And because Vince wants him to be the top guy, can't have that on show. You can't have the, like you watch a lot of Roman's early matches. He is so self-conscious about the way that he looks. He's constantly tucking his vest into his pants so that it doesn't come up and you can see his little tum tum. It's and, and that's clearly a Vinceism that he doesn't want to see the fact that you don't have a six pack. I can't put you out on TV. And it's been that way for a long, long time. And who's the only fat guy that they have on TV? <clears throat> Otis. And Look what does he do? Body. He runs around and he rubs his belly and he dances around. He's a complete comedy goofball. So it is awful fat shaming. And it's such a shame because, as you said, Keith Lee's got such a unique look about him. And like, and you couple that with the entrance music as well, which sets him apart from everyone else because it's not this generic song. It's a song that he's written. It's a song that he's performed. It's a song that he's put together and it sounds wicked and it gets over his personality. So they took that out and just like, chugga, 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 chugga. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, you know, Smackdown 2 menu music. It's just, it's actually, it's really stupidly bad. So when, when we worked at, uh, indie mania and a few other indie shows sometimes wrestlers turn up and they haven't brought their entrance music do you think this is yeah. what happened <laughs> he's just left it at home he didn't bring the yeah. pen drive and we're like oh, oh uh god i'll use something from the the archive then how's <laughs> how's rock music number three yeah that, and that's pretty much what this track is called yeah it's usually like it's not called rock music number three it's rock and rager number three <laughs> <laughs> the way those archives work um, get but excited yeah, but, volume four and we're not we're, we're, trust me we're not when we say that you know overall i think keith lee's debut was was a big win uh we're not belittling the importance of entrance music and ring attire to the overall presentation of a wrestler it enhances them so much but it's not the be all and end all people can get over in spite of those things the the if they have a bad story, however, no one is going to get over just because they've got a great entrance music. Look at Bobby Roode. He didn't have the story. He always had that entrance, didn't have the story. So it's the story and the character work that's the most important. And that's why I think this works. There is, the, the, there is another criticism that's come out, and that is Keith Lee lost. So they have this five-minute match. Randy Orton sells for him, but Randy Orton gets on top. He's gearing up for the RKO, and Drew McIntyre runs in and causes the DQ. So Keith loses by DQ, mind you. I think that's fine. This was a angle show. This wasn't a mm. wrestling show. They've got a pay-per-view on Sunday, which, you know, is stupid and nonsensical, but this is the corner they've booked themselves into. So they needed to set up this match. And this was a good way to save Orton and Keith Lee for, for pay-per-view, which, which they should be doing. That's, that's yeah, the absolutely. right move. Yeah. The, only, the only thing I would have changed, and it, it, it develops what you touched on earlier about Keith Lee being annoyed that True, his mate, has gotten involved here and cost him a victory. His first victory. Mm-hmm. He should be annoyed yeah. about that. Randy Orton's runoff. Drew McIntyre's in the ring like, ooh, my head. And there is no Keith Lee to be seen. He's thanos away. And that's yeah, such a mistake. Yeah. Such a mistake. At least have him in there. But what would have been best 
Drew turns around and Keith Lee's standing there. And Keith Lee's like, Drew. In his wonderful <laughs> way. And he's, yeah. you know, he, maybe Drew's got the title. And Keith looks at the title and he's like, yeah. And it's sort of unspoken. Nice to see you, bud. I'm glad you're okay. You're my friend, but don't do that again. Oh, by the way, I want that. Yeah, and you couple that with the promo that he cuts later on when Drew's taken off to the local medical facility. I think that actually would have put a really neat bow on the, on the story that I think they are trying to tell. Bear in mind, mm. I, I am putting, maybe I'm reading too much between the lines, but I think this is the story that they're telling. And I think that's actually a really, it would have been a really nice touch because it did suck that, like, you know, got the DQ and then the focus was just taken away from him and just moved over to this pre-existing feud and they bowed and, and Lee just disappeared. <laughs> I don't think it also helped as well that it was the exact same DQ we got in the Bailey um, Baszler match. Like it's literally the exact same disqualification, like spot and all. So I don't think that helped either. And I think that's why a lot of people are diving onto this. Keith Lee was botched. Keith Lee was buried, this, that, and the other. Because I've seen some people be like, oh man, like they've changed his character. But like, have they though? Like he came out and he cut a Keith Lee promo. He went out there and he wrestled a Keith Lee match. It's just... The the music and the gear doesn't work. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's the best presentation of Impossible, and that's it. Like it's not the worst presentation, but it's not the best presentation of Keith Lee. And yeah, but aside from that, like I I just think this is a net positive, which is that we've got an NXT call up that wasn't doing squash matches that was put into a storyline and is facing Randy freaking Orton at the pay per view, like. So I, I'm I'm taking that as a net positive, mate. Mm. You touched on something there that we haven't covered actually. Keith Lee's promos. I just love hearing him talk. Like he's one of those people who could do a WWE script, and the way he talks, it's so stylized. Anyway, Apex Predator. Apex Predator. You know, like it's <laughs> oh, it sends shivers down my spine. Thank you, Ollie. Support. Yeah. Luke. <laughs> so it's just like I I just like hearing him speak. It's it's yeah. unlike any other way. And that's it. Like he's so unique. Um that hopefully he isn't just a a supporting character, an Alistair Black, an Umberto yeah. Carrillo. That's in exactly the, in it. the Drew McIntyre Randy Autumn feud because they didn't want to do the rematch so soon. Um, but that's what happens later on, because this story, you know, this was the main story of the episode as well. The post-SummerSlam show was Keith Lee's story, which is, again, yeah. something that's going unnoticed, I think. And uh, Drew's attacked backstage by a third punt. Third one's a charm. He's sent to a local medical facility. And that's where Keith Lee says, I'm going to, you know, get my revenge on or, or sort of avenge Drew mm. there. And the match was made, Randy Orton versus Keith Lee for payback. Huge, huge vote of confidence by the company in him. Absolutely. And so you, Keith Lee's main roster appearances thus far have been going down to the, the final two with Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble, and now going into a feud with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre over the WWE Championship. Like, that seems to me like a bit of a vote of confidence. To be honest. Like, and it's, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, so you do know how to debut NXT style. <laughs> like, you do know how it's done. It's interesting, though, how, you know, they did the same thing with Shayna. 
dominated Survivor Series, dominated Rumble, dominated Elimination Chamber. But all the while, it didn't feel like the company was behind her. So I was always a bit like trepidatious over getting invested in her. But Keith Lee's little spots, like you said, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, I, I'm, I feel like the company are into him but you know i get this clip might be played back to me in three weeks time i'm very (laughs) aware of that when he is just i don't know fighting mvp you know because that's yeah that's usually where any any diverse wrestlers go is the united states championship (laughs) yeah so i i think but broad strokes i don't like the new ring gear and and i don't like the new ring gear for two reasons the reasons for which are twofold I don't think it looks as good as his trunks and B mm. it's very much just a Vince McMahonism that I, I am not on board with. And his generic entrance music just needs to go back to his old thing. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Lockdown has been hard on lots of people, but it's also been tough on, tough on, well, you know. My big hairy balls, Luke. 
Yes, yes, your your big hairy balls, Ollie. So let's thank today's sponsor, Manscaped, for providing the best materials to give you the best manscaping experience possible. This could be the greatest ball shaving of all time. Hygiene is super important in this, the new now. And the perfect package essentials kit by Manscaped comes with everything you need. High performance USB rechargeable body trimmers with its advanced skin safe technology, which is far more impressive than WWE's AI nonsense at their pay-per-views. And it's not just your big hairy balls that need sorting out. You also need to look at your big, your big hairy nails or your, I guess your long hairy nails or you know, your big, your big long nails. Along with the perfect package kit, you should also order the Shears 2.0, a newly improved luxury four-piece nail kit with stainless steel slash tipped tweezers, round point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Enroll in the Peak Hygiene Plan for quarterly replenishments of your favorite products and get 20% off your order using the code WTTV. There's even free international shipping to the US, Canada, Australia, and old blighty United Kingdom. So get 20% off your order at manscaped.com using the promo code WTTV. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code WTTV for 20% off your order. Your neat and tidy balls. Well, thank you. ready to do this shall we see what our lovely viewership thinks yes i'm Let's... ready for this oh look at this font we've got some comic sans in there uh some yinoff mm. and then just regular old roboto so moderators are having a laugh cheers, at the moment cheers les <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so Valab Mamadipudi, Randy Orton is a household name, 13-time world champion, literally in the title picture, and is Keith Lee's first feud in a pay-per-view match. Don't know about you, but that's not a botch from WWE, music and attire aside. I completely agree with you, with the exception that I don't think Randy Orton is a household name. Like, I don't think I could say to Ooh. my mum, oh, yeah. who's Randy Orton, and she would know. however, I could say to my mum, who's Hulk Hogan. And she would know, like, who's the rock? She would know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's that's a tough, tough thing to. But yeah. Uh, so that's one. That's one for Keith Lee. Let's keep track. Axe adapter. I was worried Keith Lee was going to get the NXT call up Dolph Ziggler feud, but don't worry. WWE still have us content to complain about. <laughs> I think that's meant to be still gave us content to complain about. Yeah. So is. Is that is that pro? I, I'm going to put that in the middle. Not going to count it. I was going to say because they were worried that Keithy was going to get the Dolph Ziggler feud, but mm. they didn't. Instead, they gave us something else, and we just complained about that instead. We need that voting widget back. That was help. This is better than my. Or, or we could just do this. JTG or FTF, folks. I won. <laughs> Uh, Zachary Jenkins. So are we only supposed to bask in Roman's glory? Is that why they changed Lee's theme? LOL. Uh. No, I mean, they've still got the Baskin His Glory thing at the start. Oh, it's just then changes to a different rubbish song. Uh, I'm not going to count that either. Black Adam, they changed his music and had Randy almost beat him in four minutes. How could I not want to see him fight for Drew's Honor Sunday? So I say that's a negative. 
Uh, mm. Richard Smith, since Drew and uh, Autumn feud is still going on, does Autumn win at payback to still look like a major threat? And does that loss at payback hurt Lee? Again, I think it's all in that finish. If you've got a finish that involves Drew McIntyre, just like not to causing a distraction for Keith Lee to take a loss to Randy Orton, but Drew McIntyre's involvement with Randy Orton does cause some form of distraction. I think there's 100% you can you can protect him in that loss. Oblivious carry. Keith Lee made it past week one. Two more to go. So that's a, <laughs> there you go. a yes. Hual DDA, second fiddle and a story that's really about the Orton and Drew. A technical loss here and likely a screwy finish Sunday. I'm worried. That's another one over here. I'm not sure if he's playing second fiddle in a triple threat feud. It could be. Really it, get, it could be. But that, you're absolutely right. That is me. I'm projecting that I think this is a triple threat feud. It very well, it very well might not be. Let me carry on. I look like Matt Hardy version one right now. Mario Hardy, speaking of, what if Drew helps Keith win via distraction and that sets up something later between all three? Do you think that's something that would be possible? I think yeah. it's something that would be possible. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, that's not about either way. Wilson Simons, Keith Lee's new music sounds like Vince went do 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 burn and that's what they got. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Kilji. Keith is built up so Lesnar can return. It's the Alexa Bliss booking from the last month. All hard work for one of Vince's golden boys. So I think they think it's just for Lesnar to bury him. God, I mean, that could happen. I, it's, it's, it's definitely got a track record. Jesse Woodring. I wonder if the reason Keith's music wasn't used is because he produced it and doesn't want them to be able to copyright it. But NXT, he was using it down in NXT like that. That doesn't make any sense to me. They're the same company. Yeah. I know Triple H doesn't want you to think that, but they're the same company. Same company. Uh, Jeff Mancini. Anyone else get dusty vibes from Keith Lee promos? A little bit. Mm. Yeah, it's sort of just the, the charisma. Uh, Brizzy Bruz one. How do you book Lee versus Orton on payback? Who loses? DQ. As I say, if it was down to me, I would have drew, some Drew involvement. And if that led to a Randy victory or even a DQ loss, which again is not great, but it's just as long as you do something that keeps Keith involved in the championship picture, that's the way around it. And finally, on this subject for now, the goon, Lee or Orton, cannot lose. Horrible booking. I'm going to disagree with you there. The goon! Because <laughs> I think both can, and both can be protected in that. Yeah, well, but, you know, just going by Super Chats, the people whose opinion matters most because they've given us money, that is mm -hmm. four on the negative reaction side to two positive. Yeah. And I would say all the other ones were actually, you know, quite sarky about Keith Lee's debut. It's a shame we're having this conversation. You know, it's a yeah, shame it that they changed these things because they're very minor <laughs> uh, and we could have just all been ecstatic i mean you know if if he did come out with the music with the usual attire do you think we'd be having this debate no i mean maybe the the five minute match thing might have worked some people but let, like let's be honest that's just what raw is now it's five minute matches mm. especially this episode uh and finally actually because this one's just come in which gives us three positive bradley fetzer i feel indifferent about the smaller changes of lee but overall the call-up right now feels almost perfect that's the way to put it. Yeah, mm. like it was. It was not a perfect call up, but man, it was better than some. It was better than. <laughs> I don't know if it was better than some. It was better than most. It's better than ninety nine percent of the ones they've done. Better than what they did with Sanity.
so that's you know that's pretty much the whole a, the, a large part of the show what we've just discussed the Drew Lee stuff. So we'll do the the play by play now. Um, opened with the Drew McIntyre segment. Um, then we get Nia Jax calling Shayna Baszler and Adam's family backstage. Uh, not just that, but also Haystacks Calhoun, um, mm. who was born in 1934 and died in 1989. So relevant uh, references <laughs> there for the young generation that they're trying, that they've somehow lost and they can't work out how they've lost them. Maybe it's because you're making references to Haystacks Calhoun in 2020. BTE keep joking about how do we reach that over 50 demographic. Here you go. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's the culture references. So uh, this turned into a match between Bailey and Shazel, which, you know, in a couple of minutes, I like watching Shane wrestle a lot. I, I really like her in this tweener role. She's kind of... An, I wrote this down before I saw the, the sort of, not hack, but stupid fan in the Thunderdome. But there's something about Chris Benoit about it. I mean, you know, it's hard to make these comparisons because of everything he did afterwards. But 2000, 2001, Chris Benoit, he was never really a heel. Although sometimes he was. He always came across as just a badass. And that's what I'm getting from Shayna. She's not a bad person right now, but she's, she's definitely not a good person either. No, which is what I think I quite like about her feud with. I don't like the dialogue between her and Nia Jax, but there's something about this feud. I don't, I don't overly hate this feud. I've got to be honest with you. I know you, we could sort of pull face. I don't hate this feud. Um, mm. I, I do hate the dialogue between them though, um, and and the writing. That's not great. But I like Shayna, and I do like watching Shayna wrestle. And I do agree with you as well that there is something about that. There, yeah, there is something Benoit-esque about it. It feels real. Like, that's the one thing you would always say about Benoit is that, you know, just looking at Benoit as a wrestler, not as a person, obviously. Benoit always made it feel legit. Benoit always made it feel real. And I think Shayna gets that across as well. Even when you're sort of having a match against what is quite a goofy character in Bailey, I think it still works uh, for, for Baszler. Uh, but this was the same DQ finish we got for the Randy Keith match later on in the show, which is that Nia Jax comes out, trips Baszler, that caused the DQ. They start brawling. Banks and Bailey start laughing and they move round to the ringside. So Baszler and Nia stop fighting to look at Banks and Bailey and then later decide that they're going to go after the tag tiles together. And that match was then announced. What? <laughs> this was so badly done. I mean, and it's a shame because there's a good idea here. I'm not particularly enamored about Nia Jax and Shayna teaming up. Although they had a segment later on where Shayna just slapped Nia in the face and walked off after being like, eh, all right, let's be tag team champions then. Poof. You know, but yeah. I, I, that's, I got a kick out of that. But the, yeah, how they got there was so badly done and didn't make any sense. This is what happens when you've only got six days to promote a show. You've got to do three works, three weeks of story in mm. three segments. But even then, you can do it where Sasha Banks and Bailey are more obviously laughing at them, or they get involved in some way. Just the way where Bailey and Nijax just stopped hitting each other and looked at Bailey and Banks. Just, just rubbish. But yeah, yeah. The, the, these these angles sort of unfolded throughout the night, and yeah, there's that tag team title match for payback. Yes. Um, apparently, we just some people were upset at your comments, Davis. Uh, those who didn't catch the comment, only caring about Super Chat comments was sarcasm. <laughs> Russell cares no, about all of its viewers' opinions. 
No, it wasn't. Super chat. <laughs> of course, we care about your opinions. Um, man, is also, my sarcasm way, not coming across? Should I? What should I do when I'm being sarcastic? Go cross-eyed. Because <laughs> of backlash sarcasm. Um, <laughs> also, don't want to hate to say it, but I did call this. I did call this on the SummerSlam show yesterday. Hmm. And I do think that Nia and Baszler are going to win the tag straps next week. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, but the after that, we got the other promoted return for the show. Alistair Black came out for a segment on the KO show. He's got a big um, bandage on because his eye was taken out by Seth Rollins. Well, it was Buddy Murphy who did it, wasn't it? It was sort of that, that proof. And then he's kind of scared about the steel steps. He, he was a bit wary getting on them because of that thing. And he made Kevin Owens play the, the recap of when the eye came out. He then feigned that it was hurting again. And that was to get Kevin Owens on his knees for a black mass. Alistair Black is now a heel. Is that how you read the scenario? Well, how did I you take it? I, I didn't see that he feigned the eye injury. I think hmm. that he has got an eye injury but he is just lashing out because of it. Like it's made him an angrier person. So when he went down for help, Owens was like, oh, mate, you need some help. And he's like, well, no, I don't need help. And the way to convey that I don't need help was to kick him in the face. And it's just this more sort of like, it's just a different angle. That's the way that I read it anyway. I might be wrong on that one. I like that more, to be honest. I think it's like, oh, he's been driven by this physical injury, which is, you know, probably now more psychosomatic. Um, and he's yeah, he's he's embarrassed ultimately, mm. but he got yeah. injured in that way and taken out, and he's lashing out at people for it. That's a lot more psychologically complex, um, which probably means he'll cut a you people promo <laughs> next week. You people to all the LED screen, all the LED Pikachu's. You Pikachu's turned your <laughs> backs on me, and you KKK member, you <laughs> all turned your back on oh me. Uh, I think it probably should be noted at this point um, that this this episode of Raw um, is described as one as quote the vision of Vince McMahon because Vince arrived uh, at the arena at seven twenty p.m. and promptly tore up the entire script and rewrote quote just about everything that was planned. That's from PW Insider, and uh, we'll have some more from Fightful uh, at Fightful Select later on about Vince rewriting and scrapping things. But yeah multiple things on this show were changed last minute and i the show does feel like that because you know we had some rematches along the way there was not a lot of wrestling there was a lot of angles and sort of feuds that don't really need to continue but are still continuing i.e angel gaza and montez ford yeah Yeah. well let's get on to let's blow through those because there's really nothing to say on them i'll just uh add on the ko black thing that uh, that that you, the story you proposed, I'm more into than what I thought was happening. So that's good. But also, they're going to have great matches, and I'm excited for that. And Alistair Black's got a story, so that this was one of those not perfect, but I'm into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. Yeah, I'm um, into this. So yeah, we had a four way for the 24 seven title, which Akira Tozawa won back. Makes it hard to take the Hurt Business seriously when Benjamin's involved in this stuff. Uh, we got the Randy Orton promo, which we already talked about. Hey, Pex, Predator. 
uh, Montez Ford versus Angel Garza with some nonsense with Demi Burnett. Is she is she just stuck there? Is it a lockdown thing? Can she not fly back? This segment has two story storylines running concurrently through it. One is did Selena Vega poison Montez Ford? I don't care at this point. But do you know why I don't <laughs> care? Because he's fine and he keeps winning. So it doesn't matter who poisoned him in the end, really, does it? So oh, oh, I'm really, I'm really hurting. Super spinning frog splash. Oh no, <laughs> no, I'm poisoned. Amazing flip dive. <laughs> he's fine, and he's won every single time he came back. If anything, the poison's made him stronger. What the poison's <laughs> actually it's improved his game. So there's that storyline that doesn't need to be going along. You've also got this storyline between Angel Garza and Demi Burnett. Is that her name? Yeah. Like because she, she won't leave. Apparently, who is incredibly fickle. Because she went out there with Angel Garza being like, oh my God, Angel Garza is so handsome. I'm going to clap along with his match. Very lovely. He gave me a rose. Ivar from the Viking Raiders comes out, gives her a turkey leg. And she goes, oh, lovely turkey leg. Thank you very much. And leaves with him. Fickle. Fickle is what she is. You were out on a date with some lads. You can't just go on a date with a different lad because he gave you a turkey leg. That's not a good thing. There was also the bit backstage before then when Garza was with Demi and effectively said to Charlie Caruso, hey, come on, sleep with us. And Charlie Caruso was like, he didn't say that, but that's what he said, you know. And Charlie's very rightly like, no. Ooh. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny and ultimately it doesn't really matter because it's just rubbish. But there is like a... a pretty ingrained misogyny going on here at, at its root and that is despite all of wwe's pleas for let's make a women's evolution and bring female characters alongside just be equally badly as booked as the men's this is using a female reality star as a prop i don't think you would get this sort of treatment if it was a male cameo no, they'd be the host of Raw and call it Summerfest or something. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so I mean that, one, and it also kind of drives more that wedge between the the reality of uh, Raw Underground and the not reality because oh. Ivar and and Eric are in Raw Underground kicking ass as these sort of like you know badass babyfaces, and then Ivar just shows up to be like doopy doopy doop. I'm a fat lad with a turkey leg. Do you want to go out <laughs> on a date with me? There's there's such a disconnect between these two mm. worlds. Um, but yeah, that's still going on. And likewise, Zelina Vega versus Bianca Belair is still going on, as is the Iconics. And what's what remains of the Riot Squad, <laughs> that that was a six-person tag there as well. Yeah. Nothing really but, happened. Uh, well, what we've learned is that the Riot Squad can only beat the Iconics if Bianca Belair is involved. Because if, if if Bianca Belair is not there, then they're rubbish and just lose all the time. But as soon as Bianca Belair, she's the glue that holds this friendship together. Tying them together with a very long braids. Uh, yeah, and there was no real mention of the uh, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot dissension. There wasn't any of the Gaza Andrade either. It's just, it's it's a rubbish yeah. story. And That's the other thing. it goes nowhere. So it's a double like thumbs down. Literally at SummerSlam, they were teasing the split between Andrade and Angel Garza. And then 24 hours later, they were just going out there as friends again. So how are we supposed to care about yeah. these storylines if they're, if they're not consistent? Uh, but Belair did look really good. I'll give them that. Uh, so then we got MVP trying to recruit Cedric Alexander backstage. MVP was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I, just, I love his act. 
but then it's a go home show. We've only got one show to build payback. Uh, how do we set up a United States title match? And Vince goes, presumably after he's ripped up the script, arm wrestling contest. Yeah, I mean, my note here is I can hear Vince McMahon wanking to this sentence. <laughs> it was such a Vince McMahon, like, they're so big. They'll wrestle. They'll have the arms. No. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, are you saying Bobby's feet under the table weren't the only illegal maneuvers? <laughs> hey, so hey. what happened here was Mark Henry judged an arm wrestling contest between Apollo Crews and Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley apparently had his feet in an, 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 illegal, an illegal position. Apollo stomped on his foot and then quickly won. So, and, and Apollo looked like an obnoxious twerp here. He's yeah, jumping he around, jerks. celebrating afterwards, like, yay. And I was just like, what? <laughs> First of all, this is a rubbish segment. Second of all, you you've, it doesn't, you made Apollo look like the heel. If I tuned in watching this, I'd think, Cruz was a bad guy. Yeah, no, completely agree. I also, just to jump back a, a segment slightly, I also did not like Ricochet and Cedric Alexander playing with the arm wrestling thing like it was a toy so that Mark Henry could come up and be like, okay, children, you've had enough of this toy. Now I'm going to have to take this toy away from you because it made them look childish and silly. Mm -hmm. um, we got Rey Mysterio saying he's so proud of his son, Dominic, who was there next to him backstage with mum, Angie. And, you know, all us Mysterios are so good and we're strong together. I'm like, you've got them beaten every single time. Your son was whipped with a kendo stick in front of you. You currently have an eye missing. Yeah. I don't know. And Natalia and Lana were being heels and Mickey James just came in and laid them out. Just to uh, fill a segment, uh, no. really. No, no, come on. This segment had Lana and Natalia cut a promo. They then showed a video package, but it wasn't a video package because they were inducting Mickey James into the Hall of Fame. So they discussed this, this Hall of Fame and the legendary career of Mickey James. Natalia makes a joke about editing together this Hall of Fame video package. They cut to the screen and it is a black screen. And that's the big joke. They yuck it up, continue to do some promos. Mickey James comes out beats up both of them, and then leaves. This segment was 90 seconds long, and they crammed so much into it. It was it was wickedly fast and meant nothing. I like your use of yuck. I yucked it up, because now I just think of them going, yuck, 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 yuck. Oh, but don't worry, the show's going to pick up now. It's Raw Underground. Shane uh, McMahon is jumping around. He's so excited. Come in, MVP in the Hurt Business. I've got my new favorite photo of Shane McMahon's Raw Underground. Look at that face. <laughs> Look at that Shane McMahon face. That is Raw Underground summed up right there. Now bring that back up because you may think Shane McMahon's out of focus there because he's in the <laughs> foreground. Incorrect. He's sweaty. He's now <laughs> so sweaty, even the highest shutter cameras cannot get an accurate picture of that man. He could now become an international spy. He's indetectable from modern surveillance. Yeah. I also think as well that the three-week push of Raw Underground is over because this uh, Raw Underground did not get hyped at all this week. They cut back to it twice. <laughs> and... So this is the bit from Fightful. Um, this is a direct quote from them. Fightful have learned that several WWE Raw Underground segments were scrapped last night without several. even being without even being viewed. 
The first featured UFC veteran Jessamine Duke taking on enhancement wrestler in a match that went about one minute. Duke received high praise for her striking in the segment, which ended up not airing. Following her in, following her win, Marina Shafir took on another enhancement wrestler. Get this. Later, Titus O'Neil was given a spotlight on Raw Underground, which it involved evolved into Riddick Moss taking on Titus. Lastly, Ivar faced Dolph Ziggler, but Angel Garza got involved, which resulted in huge bumps for everyone. We're not given a reason why these segments were scrapped. Well, you know, sometimes it's for the best that stuff's cut. But of all of Raw Underground so far, they've only ever promoted one match in advance, and that was Ivar versus Dolph Ziggler. It's probably only a minute long. Why couldn't you just give us that? Because we didn't get that. What we got was Bobby Lashley going in there after, oh, he lost his arm wrestling contest. I'm grumpy. And he squashes Dolph Ziggler. He kills some other guy who's thrown in. Uh, it was Cedric Alexander. Yeah, the cat, they, they go to another segment, comes back. So the impression is that Bobby's just been running through people during that time past. And yeah, he's just beating up Cedric in there. And that's what brings in the Viking Raiders and and some other people. I don't even know. It's just, it's 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 not going anywhere. There are no stakes. It's really incongruent with the rest of the program to go from a sports entertainment heavy arm wrestling contest that same person then walks into this raw underground concept it doesn't work choose a lane if and, yeah. and right okay i get maybe an idea that you want to create a, a show within a show if you're doing that have distinct cast members you can't have people crossing back and forth all the time it's absolutely it's not working and it, it feels like they've already given up. It didn't boost the ratings like they wanted. I can't imagine they thought it was going to boost the ratings. <laughs> Cannot imagine they thought this will be the thing that brings in the 18 to 34 demographic. It's not worked, so they're just not doing it anymore. Mm. Like, that's that's the impression I got from this. If they filmed all of that, and then and they cut it, edited it, and then Vince was like, nah, I'm not even going to watch it. We're just going to cut it straight from the show. Like, what was the point of doing it then? Yeah. Yeah. After that, I mean, that's that's all of Raw Underground, by the way. Uh, we got, because it was cut between the show, then we got the Orton okay. Keith Lee match uh, and the, the angles backstage. And it was Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Yes, uh, rubbish lumberjacks for this match because Bailey was beating up Asuka at one point and the lumberjacks just stood there and watched. I was yeah. like, this is literally your job. This is the whole <laughs> point of you being there. It was, again, it was an angle rather than a match. It was just a way for Baszler to attack Bailey on the outside. That furthered the tag title thing. And for Asuka to make Sasha tap in the Asuka lock. So there's your three weeks of booking across a few segments in a show. But that's, yeah, it is it is what it is. Um, mm. And it could have been good. I kind of wanted to see Banks and ba Banks and Asuka go at it again. And I thought stupidly this was the main event because I forgot about the Mysterio match. <laughs> I thought, 20 minutes? <laughs> yes. Um, but no, the actual main event was Ray and Dominic, the Mysterios, father and son, teaming together for the first time ever in an unannounced TV episode. I'm amazed they did not do this at Payback. I, I was convinced that this would be a match at Payback, but they just did it here on Raw. And 
it didn't have an ending. It didn't have an ending, did it? Retribution just came out and caused the DQ. Yeah. Metribution. Metribution just came out and caused the DQ and Rollins and Murphy sort of laughed because they weren't getting beaten up. You know, Dom looked good. Ray looked good. It was sort of fun while it lasted. Actually, I thought Dom looked great, really, because, you know, yeah. Rollins and Murphy are bumping like crazy to, to get the kid over. So I really, I, I, I thought that was very good. Um, but it's, yeah, it was just, it, it wasn't, like, like everything on this show, wasn't a match it was an angle i yeah i agree ray and dominic worked really well together and you know as a fan it's cool yeah this is absolutely. this is what i wanted at SummerSlam. i you know i i didn't really enjoy the match at SummerSlam. i've explained my reasons why a lot of people did though i'm not taking that away from them uh i but this them running wild getting that revenge that's been building for ages that's what i wanted at SummerSlam, we got it here, and I was I was more in I, I was into it here, but then yeah, we didn't even properly get the Mysterio sort of not not redemption. What's the word like? Payback. Getting them over payback. Yeah, I, if only we had a pay per view where they could do that sort of thing, Luke. Because <laughs> Metribution run in and they beat them both up, and. Yeah, it was all a bit lame. I'm not really into it. It kind of cast doubt whether Seth and Buddy might be involved with Metribution. I don't think they are. It really frustrated me that no one ran down to help the Mysterios after a lot of the whole Rey Mysterio storyline is built around people coming to save him because of their respect for him. And last week, where the locker room was backstage saying we can't let this carry on. Samoa Joe was there as well. Was he told that he's not allowed to attack them because it might cost him his job? Yeah, it's it's inconsistent. And I mean, I gave this show a four out of five. <laughs> I was I was because <laughs> I got the images for your review today, and I got to the end of it, and I was like, oh my god, Ollie Davis gave this. I mean, I, I don't think this is going to go down particularly well with the comments. Look, we watch these shows, and we I've got I've literally as soon as I finish the show, I've got to write a review, and then I've. I've got to do that in an hour and then I film it and I send it off to get edited and then it goes live. It's a remarkably efficient, fast production turnaround. But where that lacks is the ability to reflect and think more on things. And I've got to be honest, after the Keith Lee stuff, I was just marking out. I was just so overwhelmed with Keith Lee. I was really happy for him. I love his character. I love the way he wrestles. I'm enormously excited. And I even say in, in my wrap up, hey, I just thought this bit was cool. The rest <laughs> of the episode was crap. <laughs> but I like this bit so much. And it was a huge part of the episode. It was the main part of the episode. Absolutely. I just, I, I got carried away, maybe. Yeah, screw it. I'll stick by it. What about you? I, I think it's a two out of five show. Like, I thought the, the Keith Lee stuff was good, but but uh, the rest of the show was just bad top to bottom. Like, yeah. and, I, and there was so much in this. There was nonsense. You could, it was it's stank of rewritten it's stank of everything being thrown out and replaced last minute and as much as i've got a lot of positives and i do think that the keith lee debut is a net positive mm -hmm. i think overall this was a bad episode of raw and yeah man three hour runtime i felt it particularly in that final hour oof oh, yeah. oof magoof i felt like i was constantly looking at the clock being like how much more <laughs> of this show is there to go um yeah so and not like and lastly about on retribution what is the point like where's this going yeah. what is this leading to because it doesn't feel like at the moment it's going anywhere 
this mm. like it's since they started this i don't think they've got an end point in mind so they just every week we're like what they're doing uh they're taxing people cool next week what they're doing uh they're taxing people okay cool next week what they're doing uh they're taxing people like with no end point in goal like sorry no end goal in mind they're just it just seems to be going nowhere sorry did you cut out there were you talking about raw underground <laughs> at least that's been dropped at least we know that's been like they've it's given up it's not been that. dropped it's still but happening know, but we no. can tell they've given up on it it still feels like they're trying get a second win on with all of your su- 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 super chats as i've said already my favorite viewers who give us money <laughs> i know what the fan base wants i knew they want to jam that jam mm-hmm. they'll do what i tell them luke so bradley Fetzer, bradley uh oh we've already done that one jeff mancini done that one no we Did haven't we jeff mancini big a uh, big plus for Keith Lee being brought up is Mia Yim on Raw. That's interesting because a lot of people were like, hmm, this Metribution looks like the people who could be the lineup because Dijak certainly looked like he was in there. It was huge. And some people said Mia Yim was in there. Uh, Mia Yim doesn't exactly scream like the sort of character that would be part of Metribution. Though. But then mm. again, neither does Dijak. And, and Champ is going back to NXT this week. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that rules him out. Uh, Black Adam, they cut out Keith sliding Brock at the Rumble uh, and Team Smackdown at at Survivor Series from his video package. Why? That's a huge selling point. Glad he's here, though. I mean, yeah, but you also just focus on his NXT stuff. You're right. Like, I think they showed him debuting at the Royal Rumble, like on the main roster. But yeah, again, far from perfect. There's a little couple of tweaks you could have done. Chaos Control, finally glad to do my first super chat. You're on the list now. You're my favorite. Uh, about the Keith Lee debut, it's easily better than other NXT debuts, but asking me to choose between poop and less poop doesn't mean it's not poop. I don't know, man. Like, he's in the title picture. In what I think is quite a good storyline. Yeah, I think there's there's a larger scale there than what you're giving them credit for. Bradley Fetzer, is Keith Lee friends with everyone? Well, he's friends with us. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met as well. What a guy, yeah. Uh, we've got some Miss Super Chat still from our SummerSlam live reactions stream. There was a, a few issues there. So thank you, everyone, for watching. If Remember, if you gave a Super Chat on SummerSlam, support at WrestleTalk.com. That's the email address to send it to, and we'll read it out at a later date. So these are a few, a few more that have come up. Uh, it's from Michael Long. Um, who says, I just enjoy watching you guys. Uh, I remember my super chat was something about how that Sean guy is annoying and jam that jam. So yeah. Sean Ross Stapp, I guess. Thank I you. Mean, he is annoying though, isn't he? Thank you all for what you do. Make fun, make wrestling fun again. And my wife thinks Drew is the sexiest man in wrestling and Adam, oh no, Drew's the sexiest man in WWE and Adam is the sexiest man in wrestling. That's a very nice thing to say about Adam Pacitti. <laughs> Um, so yes, I think that's right. Uh, raw related axe adapter women's tag title match at payback is a good thing because Shayna Baszler is winning a title, or is it bad because Nia Jax is winning a title? I mean, the titles don't mean anything like those women tag titles mean diddly dick, so yeah, it doesn't really matter. 
Bacon Rasher, Seth Roman, Champa, Miz, Other, who's Metribution leader? Dijak was there this week. Felt sick with those camera cuts, though. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Can't wait to see Wrestle Luke hosting Wednesday. And Ollie, good luck. Jam that jam. Not going to need it. Yep. Well, I'm don't calling things right down the middle. So, yeah. Right down the middle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Straight right down the middle. No, no yeah. favoritism whatsoever. Cheers. Got your back, mate. Dances with AK-47s. WWE commentary is so scripted and robotic sounding, you'd think you were playing a WWE video game. It's so cringy, I'm almost nauseous hearing it. You could have Where done have that. You been? It's there. <laughs> like playing a video game, Cole. Um, yeah, I, I, actually, someone did a, a test where they were sort of like doing some work. They think that the crowd noise is from 2K games. Uh, it's the actual like sound files that 2K use. That's so they just might start glitching out. Yeah, someone I, I, someone was posting about it on Twitter today. It made me laugh. The, that's the other thing. I would, the camera cuts during that retribution segment at the end of the show were so awful. Yeah, but also the sound mix from the Thunderdome wasn't as good. It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, it was I picked so, up on that. So loud during mm. talking segments that it was like drowning the people out. I, I just, I don't think it particularly worked at all. Visually, I think it's good though. Uh, Charlie Davis on this matter. The piped in crowd noise last night was distracting. It sounded like Raw was emanating from the world's most crowded McDonald's. <laughs> It was. It, it, it sounded like a lot of people having conversations in the background, not yeah. people who were watching a wrestling match. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good description. Yeah. Brandon Rosen. I like the Thunderdome look, but I feel the piped in crowd noise is distracting during promo segments and sometimes drowns them out. Agree or disagree? Completely they, agree. They had it right on SummerSlam. So I, I assume they're just, they're still working things out. It is only the third time. Uh, Mr. Kajili, you say WWE can build Keith to something. They might like Alexa, weeks of leading to something, and then Roman Reigns, I see Lesnar coming back. Yeah, so I think what what he's saying there is that they were building Alexa for a couple of weeks, but then really they dropped that so that Roman Reigns can come back. So I think what he's saying is that this Keith Lee return, this Keith Lee debut is good for now, but Lesnar comes yeah. back and it won't be as good. Yeah. Yeah, over to you, uh, WWE relates. I'll, I'll take over. Uh, hot tag, Mr. Gajilly again. Do you think that Alexa Bliss is thinking of leaving after being screwed on Sunday? They need to do something on SmackDown, or I see her heading to the door. No, not in the slightest. You know, out of, of all the people who I think are WWE lifers, I think Bliss is on that list. Yeah, Brandon Rosen. Once the pandemic ends and fans are allowed back in, which WWE wrestler do you think will receive the biggest pop and/or the most heat? Hashtag Jam That Jam. I'd hope it be. I'd hope it will be Drew. I think because there's a big groundswell of support for McIntyre, and I think we all know that he hasn't got that. Uh, yeah. In in a in a vocal way, uh, like a, an auditory way, I should say. So yeah, I I, I will I would do it for him. Yeah, I think the answer is the same for both. It's Roman Reigns. He will be uh, cheered because people will be happy to see him, but also booed because <laughs> he's going to beat the Fiend this weekend. And he's a heel. Yes, and he's a heel, of course. Um, Fritz, Phillips literally said we have a new Universal Champion, but the big news is that Roman Reigns returned. Damning. We didn't talk about it. this, but they <laughs> kept on saying breaking news, the big dog returned. They said that three times in the episode. And we have a very strict protocol of what we use breaking news for. It literally has to be within the last two hours and we're making an extra video on it. 
Oh, sorry, sorry, Laura. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm just getting something. I'm just getting something. Uh, just breaking news: the big dog is back. Yeah, right. Yeah, there, there it is. There. So I, I don't know. It annoyed me in a in a new way. WWE yeah. uh, well, are finding new ways to annoy me. It tells you everything you need to know about this company. The only person that matters is Roman Reigns. These last four yeah. months since WrestleMania haven't mattered a squat because we haven't had Roman here. But now Roman's back, it's time to actually care about this product again, is what they have told their fans. Sorry, it's me, isn't it? Uh, the, the goon! On a brighter note, did you see Roman's new teeth? Yeah, it's hard not to when they catch the lights. Uh, Bonzo for life, is Lesnar going to return in 2020? Don't know if I want it. Hey, I, I think you do. I think when you see him turn up and he starts beating people up with especially if paul Heyman's around i th i think you i he's only going to be a good thing for ratings and that's kind of what i want i yeah, want i wouldn't be surprised if good i wouldn't be surprised if they've been calling him almost weekly do you want to come back yet mm -hmm. um vandalia 1998 do you think that wwe will ruin roman's return like they did after his leukemia re uh, recovery <laughs> with the murder and dog food story yeah, I think it could happen. They've got a contract sign-in for Friday. A very overdone, trite concept. And yeah, if he wins on Sunday, I think that will be... He'll get a genuine backlash. Uh, do you know what I want to see The Fiend do? Paperwork. It's, uh, it's exactly <laughs> what I want to see out of The Fiend character is sitting there in a chair, <laughs> signing paperwork. It's Reading so legalese. <laughs> Absolutely. Like him and Braun just totally fits them as characters to work uh, <coughs> and I've just got a, a a problem with clause 3B. If we can just go through this again. Well, Joseph Park better do the the I chairing mean, yeah. of it. Especially like seeing Abyss in the <laughs> I really hope Abyss does get a match. Anyway, Ua Ua uh says, I hope fake Rowan poisoned Montez Ford. Hashtag <gasps> continuity. Oh, I, I hope they just do that as a joke somewhere. It's a little insider yeah. reference. Uh, Nate drops her name. I think Charlie Caruso cosplayed as Zelina and poisoned Montez. Doesn't make any sense, but she seemed extra mean to Zelina. Shrug. Luke, did you get my email? Uh, possibly. I don't know, actually. It depends on what email. Support at WrestleTalk.com. Uh, send it over there. I'll have a look. Charlie Caruso being mean. There's no way she can be extra mean. That's her whole gimmick. She's mean Charlie Caruso, remember? Mm. Um, I don't Ooh. think that's the case. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, uh, yes, I did. Absolutely, I did. Very, very exciting. That'll be uh, for tomorrow. Um, and he also adds, I think you mean Reigns Tribution because he's the leader. LOL. He's a heel. <laughs> Maddie B. Wrestling. What a roller coaster from SummerSlam to Raw. Yeah, technically, I gave SummerSlam and Raw the same four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break, guys. I've only got five numbers to play with and a lot of complex emotions to go through. Ollie sent me a message this morning to be like, did I tell you that you're doing the news uh, today because Pete's off? <laughs> My brain's very sleepy and I've forgotten everything. Oh, God, I, can't, I can't. This is the first time I've stayed up to watch a pay-per-view since all... Oh my god, what was the revolution? AW Revolution. Mm. I don't stay up late that often. Uh, also, really, Brian Alvarez put a tweet out that said, I'm watching Raw and I need to know how it's possible that I missed weeks of TV between last <laughs> night and tonight. 
Uh, um, I'll take over if you oh, want. Oh, you take over, mate. I'll hot wrestling, tag. wrestling talk sign guy. Very good reference. I'm going to Dynamite on Thursday and super excited. Wow. Any sign suggestions? Also, Ollie, have you been running during lockdown? Fellow marathon runner here. Uh, no, I haven't. I have not done any running since the marathon last year. It killed it for me. I hate it. I hate it. But good, good, good that you like it. Um, Absolutely. Awesome that you're going to Dynamite. Sign suggestions, wrestling talk. Jam that jam. Jam that or, jam. Or, or wrestling talk. No, take a sign jam that says, that I am I am that I am. But in like with in like jam style fonts. Mm. So yeah. you've got you've got it wrong again. Uh second class elitist. We are here to bask in his Ollie. <laughs> oh, bask in his Ollie. Yep, I know what you want. I know what you all want. Zachary Jenkins. Ollie, I'm reading Blackest Night. It's so good so far. Have you read it? Of course I've read it. Jeff John's Magnus Opus in the Green Lantern Saga. Fantastic work. Uh, have you read that, Luke? I have not, but that's because DC's for nerds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, ouch. obviously. Uh, NS Ogre. I can't, I'm having an argument with my one of my best friends from uni over WhatsApp at the moment that he's really excited about the Snyder Cut. And I'm like, we've had <laughs> we've had this decision already. It's a bad movie. It's not going to be made better by more Zack Snyder. I <sighs> felt really bad as well because my mate texts me being so excited about the Batman trailer. And like, I watched it and I was like, yeah, it is a really good trailer, but man, I'm struggling to get excited about another Batman movie at this point. But I felt really bad because he was so excited. I didn't want to text him and be like, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's cool. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not as excited as you are at the moment. We thought the same thing about Spider-Man, and Tom Holland whipped us all back up in a frenzy. Uh, NS Ogre, thanks for all the great entertainment over the last few months. Looking forward to tomorrow afternoon. A toast, Glen Morangi, to the whole crew. I think that's. My... Thank you very much. Is that the whiskey I've got? I'm not really a whiskey guy, but. I think that might be what he's referencing for Quizzlemania. The Jam one, Ryan B. Jam. Ollie's Keith Lee impression sounds like QC from No No Rolls Barred. Well, 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 well. well. <laughs> Mar Martin Brennan, thanks for all you guys do. Love the channel. Don't really watch wrestling much, so I watch this daily. You have me interested in wrestling again. Hashtag Jam That Jam. Oh, oh that's good to jam hear. Thank you uh, very much. And a few last bits. Tomo. So Tomo. you like so you like money, Ollie? Here. He's given seven dollars ninety-nine Australian dollars. Otherwise known Thank you. as one dollar. Uh the botch guy. You guys do an incredible job. Have a lovely day. Thank very you. Very nice message. Thank you very much. And some last minute super chats. Christopher Mendez, while while back I did predict Vince would put Keith Lee and Bobby Roode in a tag team since they both talk about glory. Mark my words. Hmm. Bobby's not been around. He's up in Canada, isn't he? Difficult to travel. Is, yeah. uh, chaos control. I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to compare the contract signings between AEW and WWE this week. It's hard not to compare two wrestling shows. Um, what is the contract signing on Dynamite? It's the um, Moxley MJF one for all Oh, out. because it's about the banning the... Have you watched Dynamite? I still haven't seen it yet, man. man I the, was... only thing, the only thing I've seen is the Brody Lee uh, Cody match. The only thing I've seen. My lady partner will attest. Anna. Yeah. Did I cry last night watching AEW? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I was just, I was a bit weird because I hadn't slept properly. I'd only had three hours sleep and I was trying to stay awake and I watched AEW. And Frick, when he, ha when he holds the hand, 
when Cody was being thrown around in the neck brace anyway, I was getting very up, like very, very excited in a in a sort of sad way. And geez, when they when they just grabbed that fantastic, fantastic angle. Uh Eddie Good. Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar at some point. Jam that jam. Gotta be. Hope so. Uh, WrestleManiac just tuned in. Not sure if you spoke about this already, but who do you think the two big guys are in Retribution from last night? Dijak. Yeah, I guess so. I got, I'll be honest. I, I'm, I'm very sorry uh, not to really give you a good answer, but I, I don't care. I think <laughs> it's part of the problem. Uh, but mm. also, from the, what we've been told, it's not the lineup that's going to be in the group. So I, I'm kind of, it's, I'm struggling to get to care about it until uh, they actually reveal who is in the group. Uh, Mont Blanc 034. Ollie's clout is limitless. Uh, I saw someone say, now now Keith Lee's on the main roster. He's the limited one. <laughs> That's his new gimmick. Uh, and just to show everyone that I am a man of the people, that I do care about you. Here's a non-super chat. Uh, chat I've lost. It's from Herc the Jerk. Uh, the Dark Knight is superior to both of the other movies. Dark Knight Rises is borderline between good and bad. Begins is decent. I think Before that... Luke has a chance to respond there, that's all that we've got time for on today's episode. I just want to say, I think Batman Begins is the best of the trilogy. I agree. I agree. Yes. Yeah. I think that's um, legit a five-star movie. It's mm. absolutely fantastic. I think The Dark Knight is, is good. Dark Knight Rises <laughs> is very, very silly. I tell you about uh i mean yeah can, can you ask me how my weekend was how was your weekend mate? oh, oh, mate, oh oof, so tiring oh uh, i did so much manly stuff over oh, the yeah. weekend it's 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 probably the most manly stuff i've ever done so my parents bought a house a couple of years ago up in hereford they moved out of uh the, the city and moved away into the countryside to get up in herefordshire smart move yeah, absolutely. Kate Humble would be very proud. Have you ever seen that show? Kate Humble's. I can't, I, it's called something like uh, twice the twice the life for half the price, and it's basically Kate Humble with city dwellers moving into the country. And the general the general thesis of the show is: you're an idiot if you're not doing this. <laughs> are, are you living in London? You're a big idiot. Look at these smart people. They're not um... idiots. I, 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 it's weird how you're saying Kate Humble like I know that name. It sounds like a, a wrestling name, a gimmick name for this particular purpose. Now, I, I like living in the city, actually. Yeah. Um, it, it's a bit rubbish when everything's in lockdown, but that's a once in a generation thing, hopefully. When we yes. were at my parents a couple of weeks ago, um, my, my sister's bought a new place. And they're all talking about, oh, uh, you know, wouldn't you, would, would you and Anna ever like to move out to, to the, the sticks, which are the suburbs, really, uh, just outside of <laughs> London where my parents live? Yeah. And, and Anna just, it fell out of her mouth because sometimes she can't control the filter. She said, no, I like living where stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> and they all laughed, but uh, <laughs> Anna oh, shoots well. hard on Ollie Davis' family. <laughs> So my parents moved out uh, into the mm. sticks. They moved up into Herefordshire. The, this brilliant house that's right up at the top of this this hill. A hill you've got to go up in first gear. Otherwise, if you've got stuff in the boot, you cannot get up here in second gear. Certainly not in a uh, Minoru Suzuki Swift anyway. Um, so 
they were doing this big extension in the house. So they currently are doing this big extension, extending out the kitchen. They're putting in this huge bedroom that's got this massive window that overlooks the rolling countryside. You can see the river wine. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And they've got amazing work done in it. But it also means then that work needs to be done around mm. because in order to save money, my dad's doing a lot of it. My mum and my dad are doing a lot of the work themselves. Is he a handyman? Oh, my dad's very much a handyman. Yeah, oh, there, there is not a thing in this world that my dad can't fix, or at least cannot teach himself how to fix. He's a, he's uh yeah, very very self sufficient man in that regard. Can fix even, a car at no end. Even Israel and Palestine. I uh, do you know what? I think my dad would love to give it a go. I Put him on the task. Would, <laughs> I think he would be able to just talk straight to them. He'll probably talk a lot of bollocks and not find <laughs> a solution for it, but he will give it his darndest go. Um, so because they're doing a lot of it itself, when me and my brother went to go see them this weekend, is my, is my sound okay? I, I, I'm conscious that my microphone keeps falling. Oh, you sound okay, actually. Dropping. Okay, I think fine. with these microphones, as long as they're pointing in the general direction, mm. it won't pick up much sound elsewhere. If only I had this microphone in Fartgate a couple of months <laughs> ago, maybe I would have got away with it. Um, but it meant that when we went up to, we were going to go canoeing this weekend, but because of all the rain that, that we've had, uh, the, the water levels were too high and the people who were organising it said, we can't go canoeing now. So that just meant we had to do a lot of house stuff. Mm. Ollie Davis, I took down a pillar. Whoa! So my parents, like, their kit, their living room and dining room was separated by just, like, a pillar that was, there used to be doors there, but the doors were taken out. So it was just sort of two, like, walkways. But there was a pillar in the, in the middle there that's obviously supporting it. But they've now put a joist in above that so that the pillar can come down. So I had to take the pillar out with, like, oh. a big sort of, like, pneumatic hammer thing. Is like it, did you ever, were you certain that the joist was going to support the rest of the house? My dad was very confident uh, that it that it was. But he was also telling us all that he could solve Israel-Palestine that time. <laughs> so I had to do that. I moved around so much rubble and things like that. I was carning around wheelbarrows. I had to dig a trench for what? electrical wires that are oh, going not around for the, the house. No, 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 no. It's not that kind of place, really. And I also put in insulation. And mm. so like me and my brother had to measure up the insulation and cut it all up to shape, cut it all up to size and fit that in. One of the pieces that I did, Ollie Davis, so bearing in mind, my brother has built a house on his own. He built a house in the woods once. And he's very good at this. I did it better than he did. <gasps> because one of the pieces that I cut together, boom, straight in, fit like a glove. Didn't need any adjustments to it whatsoever. Benjamin, on the other hand, bungee. <laughs> to keep taking his out, readjusting, moving his out. And I was like, oh, first try, mate. Get nailed mm. it. First try every time. Not every time. But like that, all, that one time, first time. All those years of Tetris and video games, your spatial awareness is second to none. Oh, so good. I, I'm not very good at following. A lot, but like my, my wife has always said that she doesn't think that my brother and I would work together well. Like I've always talked about, like me and me and Ben doing some projects together, and she's always said, "I don't think you'd work that well together. I think that you would just argue a lot." And I was like, "No, I think it'd be fine." And me and Ben talked about this the weekend. We've got a very strict working relationship. He tells me what to do when I do it. I don't hey. ask questions. Don't ask questions. Don't give my own thoughts. Just do what he says, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. As long as there's a hierarchy, there's a big dog. And there's exactly. the, the, the rest of the shield. Well, actually, that's not how it worked, was it? 
He was the architect. Are you the big dog? He's Seth Rollins. You better watch him. You you what you watch yourself around Ben. If there's Oof. any chairs around, mm. uh, or if he starts like you know dying half of his hair, although he's shaved his head like me now, so I don't know if he's gonna be able to die half of it. Unless he comes like and dies half of his skull, uh, yeah, bright yellow. That that's the warning sign there. Um, we have an update uh, from a Rustle Get Better that was sent in Ooh. a couple of weeks ago from David. It says hi, Luke and Ollie. I just wanted to give you an update on my surgery and the status of my cancer. Surgery on July 15th was intense, but went well. And after it, I am in remission. Hey! I, I expect you to turn up in a main event of SummerSlam soon. Of the 11 lymph nodes, sorry, try that again. Of the 11 lymph nodes, they recovered from my upper thigh and lower belly. Only two weren't cancerous. Recovery oh. was four weeks, and for two of those weeks, I needed a walker to get around. I'm just about normal walking and moving around now. I get, I get to go back to the office on the 21st, which I'm happy about. Surely oh. that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will be doing a, I'll be doing radiation in a few weeks and will be fine. Uh, sorry, uh, I will be doing radiate radiation in a few weeks and will find out this coming week if I need to do more chemo or not. I'm also proud to say that I did lose a few more pounds during all of this and I'm currently at 197.6 pounds. As I previously mentioned in my email, I was 245 when I started my diet. Wow, you've lost a fifth of you. As always, thank you so much for your content. Love you. Bye. That is fantastic news. Well done. Well done for getting through it. And, you know, if you keep on at that rehabilitation with the walking soon, you'll be able to start real exercise. That's something to yeah. aim for. <laughs> and I thought we would end um, with Lucas's email here, who has got a welcome return of Poetry Corner. Oh, can we also have that? I saw an email pop in about the bet. Have you seen that? I did. Yes. Uh, let me. Because that's that fresh. One. We could quickly do that. It's not long. Yeah, I know. I just need to find the email. What it's just in the it? inbox. I know, but it's well, not did there you file now. it away? I filed it away. Uh, hold on, hold on. Fill for time, fill for time. Oh, no, you know I can't fill for time when you ask me to fill for time. Uh, what have I? I watched a YouTube video on eggcorns before I started this, which mm -hmm. are phrases that people get slightly wrong. And uh, yeah, apparently a lone, no, not a lone shark, a, a card shark I've got is it. actually, thank you. You know, you don't want to hear the end. Card yeah, shark is, you know, a phrase, but that was originally card sharp. Mm. So that's a, that's a rare example of a, an, an egg corn that's replaced the actual phrase. <laughs> I saw a post on Twitter before we came on here of someone who has collated all of the Facebook like, you know, the Facebook marketplace thing that they've got mm. of people who are selling Chester drawers. <laughs> so, so not a chest dog not... drawers. Oh, no way. A Chester, like it's a brand Chester. or a style. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Chester drawers. A Chester chest of drawers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this one comes in from Andy, um, who put a bed on Sunday at midday. His wife was pregnant, went to labor at 7 p.m. on Sunday. So we missed the Champions League final, missed SummerSlam, but. The Champions League game this week. Anyway, yeah, his baby Sunday. girl Riley, his baby girl Riley McLaren was born at three forty-six a.m. He got thrown out of the hospital due to COVID rules. Got home, watched SummerSlam, checked his bet, absolutely nailed it. He put a bet on that McIntyre, Wyatt, Street Profits, Rollins, Cruz, Bailey, Rose, and Asker beating Banks would win eighty to one odds. Won himself four hundred quid. 
That's amazing. But definitely the bet was the biggest life event in that evening for me. Absolutely. Followed by SummerSlam itself, then maybe the Champions League final. And then, mm-hmm. Welcome into the world, Riley. Riley McLaren. Absolutely. That sounds Good like a name. future wrestler. <laughs> uh, and lastly, yes, we'll have Lucas's return to Poetry Corner. He says, um, Hope is all well with you. I was listening to the most recent Raw review and Ollie's little weather rant was so good, it reminded me of a simpler time. So here's the poem. It's not boring weather. It's sometimes torrential rain. It's sometimes lightning. It's sometimes hideously sunny. What's happening <laughs> to the world? I think it's ending in 2020. Oof. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> Aliens. That's, uh, that's the thing to go out on. He's also sent across an image um, for you. Mm. Uh, in, it's in the inbox in the general folder, if you're on the support inbox there. Oh, support at WrestleTalk.com. Um, he says that his wife and he went to Colorado, did some hiking in the Rockies, and there was a little restaurant there that you may like, Oliver Davis. In, in the Rockies? Oh, it's asking me to sign in. Uh, SupportWrestleTalk.com. This is great audio content. And oh, yeah, you know yeah. what? It's definitely the time for it because yeah, it's, we, we literally have well. to be live right now. Um, General, come on, just load. What's the name? Uh, it's called uh, Welcome Return to Poetry Corner. Welcome Return to Poetry Corner. Let's have a look at these. Oh, my word. What a beautiful little spot that is across a Gorgeous, lake right? with some mountains. And it's called Ollie's Pub and Grub. That's yeah, nice. it is. Yeah. Colorado beers on tap. Wings. Yeah, That's yeah. Burgers in town, apparently. That just sounds like I've got fat arms. <laughs> Ollie's yeah, famous okay. jumbo wings as he presents the news and they flap around. Right, we've got a. We've, there that I can eat. We've got uh, a, anyway, we've got a bloody good life. Sorry. Okay, right. Ollie's got to go. He's already put his microphone down. He's going to go set up the screen. Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we've got a lot on this week because NXT is going to be live. NXT uh, podcast makes a return. So much content. Hope you enjoy it all. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.